Welcome to the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you by Altris. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Our guests today are going to talk about a truly interesting topic: uh, building a local IT talent pipeline through the IT sector partnerships. And uh, our guest today, firstly, Eddie Ontai. He's the president of Data House Consulting. And as the president, he's responsible for all aspects of the business and strategic direction. He's a passionate servant leader whose life purpose is to enable others to be successful. Proven expertise in every level of organizational leadership, including strategic, operational, and administrative Gained from past experiences working at Deloitte and Touche, Ernst and Young, Catholic Charities Hawaii, and St. Francis Healthcare System for the past 30 years. Eddie has a heart for people and the skills to navigate teams through challenges so they can exceed their potential. Always a team player willing to let others bask in the limelight while celebrating behind the scenes. And also joining us today is Keala Peters. She's the Executive Vice President of Education and Workforce Development at the Chamber of Commerce, responsible for Hawaii's education-related strategic initiatives that help bridge business with education in support of a strong talent pipeline for Hawaii. Through sector partnerships, Keala helps to convene industry executives and solve for Hawaii's complex workforce development and economic development issues. Keala and her team also coordinate high-quality work-based learning opportunities that prepare students for college and career readiness in an innovation economy. As a native Hawaiian woman born and raised in Honolulu, Keala is a strong advocate for Hawaii families and believes that everyone should have access to a high-quality education and that education is the foundation for success. Well, I think we all believe in that. And welcome, both of you. Thank you for being with us today. Eddie, let's start. um, Oh, actually, maybe we'll start with you, Keala, because what I'd like you to do first for people who are new to the concept of a sector partnership and also perhaps really not that aware of the education and workforce development part of Chamber. Tell us a little bit about what you do and why the sector partnership in particular is really important to the state. Yeah, thank you. So at the Chamber, we're working hard to bridge our business community with our educators. We know that by getting our business community involved in education, it helps expose our young people uh, to the world of work and maybe spark an interest uh, for their future career. And so we have an initiative called Sector Partnerships, which is actually done throughout the country in different sectors. Here in Hawaii, uh, we're active in the healthcare sector, the engineering sector, and what we're talking about today, the IT sector. And essentially what the chamber does is bring business leaders together, like Eddie, smart, really community-minded people, and, and facilitate a process where they identify solutions for Hawaii's workforce opportunities. And um, we are sort of the backbone engine that convenes and facilitates. The, the initiative is really driven by Hawaii's employers. And so um, we, with the sector partnership, we're just getting started with an IT sector partnership. We have more than 70 local uh, technology and non-technology companies who have a vested interest in helping Hawaii's young people um, be prepared for jobs in the IT sector. So they're rolling up their sleeves and they're working together to think about what they can do 
to build our IT talent pipeline in Hawaii. Um, I'll tell you the three priorities that they've identified are career awareness. How can we get more young people aware of IT careers? Um, how can we provide more training opportunities so that they have some experience before they enter the workforce? And then the last priority is um, how can we align Hawaii's education system with what the employers need in terms of skills and credentials? So we have three work groups that are focused on that, and we hope to be able to do some really good, impactful work together. And you really believe in starting right, early, and young and building this pathway, right? Because this program is K to career, that's kindergarten, right? Right. You know, it's important in the early years to expose uh, kids to, to different careers. Um, in our Department of Education here in Hawaii, many of them are what are called an academy model. And so in eighth grade, they're identifying a career pathway or a career academy that they'd like to join. And so it's important for us to get in front of them early. And, you know, these kids are doing robotics. They're mm -hmm. playing um, video games. Mm -hmm. These are all great precursors uh, to STEM careers and IT careers. And so... Um, we are getting in front of them early, which is really important. Very important. And you couldn't be in front of them any earlier. Eddie, first of all, before we talk about your involvement and why this is important to you, tell us a little bit about Data House and, and what you do there. Sure. Um, and thanks uh, again for inviting, inviting me and, and our company to represent. Um, this has been a, a, a subject that actually Data House has been preaching for pretty much the existence of, you know, we've been incorporated and we're now entering our 47th year in the business. And for technology, that's like centuries, right? Yes. Um, one, one known, uh, unknown factoid, we were incorporated the same year as Microsoft in <laughs> 1975. <laughs> so we, we claim that fame. Um, but our founder, Dan Arita, um, we actually served as, I think the first state CIO, uh, under John Burns, governor John Burns back in the sixties, um, when he was working, back at the state and installing these, you know, mainframe systems, which today we see as legacy, but back then it was like, wow, you know, a lot of automation back then, right? Uh, he already foresaw the, not just technology being really the, the wave of the future for our community, um, you know, not having to rely upon the industries of construction and tourism, um, but also the need for local talent. Uh, because he had to employ and ship in all, fly in all these mainland consultants like IBM and Microsoft to help install these things. But when they left, you know, we're stuck with having to to maintain it. Mm -hmm. And that's where he, he really had the vision back in the 60s that we need to start building up a local talent. Uh, and that's why he formed Data House in 1975. And, you know, we've been trying to grow <clears throat> the, the, the industry from our small little sector. Um, um, but it's great that, you know, we now have this momentum going with a lot of organizations, not just those in the industry, but also outside of it in education and government and all businesses see technology as really a factor that's going to help everyone raise the tides. Why is there a focus on IT jobs in Hawaii? I mean, it, you, you might think as an outsider, well, of course, there's lots of people who already are in IT because there's a need for it. And there has been, as you say, since the mid 70s. It's not really the case, though, is it? Well, I mean, if you just look around, um, you know, with every business and every activity we're involved with, technology is generally, you know, driving a lot of that. Right. I mean, with our iPhones, we can't leave home without it. 
it's pretty much consumes our everyday life. Well, technology just rules us. I mean, we, we I don't even think anyone looking forward 15 years ago mm-hmm. could have predicted, you know, how much we are reliant upon technology for everything now. Yeah, absolutely. So I think from a, from a jobs, a workforce development standpoint, there's huge opportunities because uh, not only does it uh, not rely upon some physical brick and mortar type of infrastructure, it's really just your mind, right? It's your brain power. And as long as we have people, we have a lot of that, right? Um, and I think it's great for our community being so isolated, right? In the middle of the Pacific, we are the most isolated civilization right, in, in the earth. Um, and now with this work from anywhere, um, it, it's, uh, it just opens the doors to a lot of opportunities for our folks. Hey, Ala, what? You know, I know that you work in all different fields, and this is just another one that that you guys are involved with, with the education. What kind of response does this IT program in particular get from people? I mean, are educators, are they welcoming? Yes, we want our children exposed to it because it's obviously something where they can stay at home. And I heard someone the other day say, we just want them to stay home and afford to buy a house and have a wonderful lifestyle. And that's what we want, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll tell you a little bit about the impetus for this. So in October of 2020, um, a few organizations, the University of Hawaii, the Chamber, the Harold Kale Castle Foundation came together. And we did a study called the Talent Roadmap. And we were in the middle of the pandemic, right? And so we wanted to do some analysis around the sectors that Hawaii should double down on. What were the recession resilient, in demand, high growth uh, industries? And so that Talent Roadmap study yielded three industries, healthcare, Uh, IT, and skilled trades. And so this is really the result of that study. So we've got an effort going in healthcare, we're about to get an effort going in skilled trades, and this is the IT effort. And so... What's, what we started with was really an analysis. Let's quantify what the opportunity is for Hawaii's young people. What's the supply look like? What's the demand look like? What's that gap? And how do we fill the gap? And so that's what, that's what we're doing. Uh, the analysis showed us that in Hawaii, there are 13,000 IT jobs. Uh, the industry is expected to grow by 7% between 2018 and 2028. Um, the analysis, so we talked to employers, we looked at data, and we were able to understand what the credentials were that the employers were looking for, what are the skills that they're looking for. And now we have our partners at the DOE and the university really evaluating, okay, are we aligned with what employers need? Um, so that's sort of the impetus of where this came from, and it helps you begin to understand the work that's ahead of us. It's so exciting, though, that when you can translate data into really practical elements and you can use, I'm just fascinated by data in real estate, for example, and how you can predict what can happen in communities. Because I I really believe if you use data correctly, you can change your communities. You can change how people live because you're anticipating the needs. I mean, it's a very exciting prospect to be able to read this information, then go to the DOA and educators and business leaders like Eddie and say, we have this data. How do we really make it come alive? And, you know, equally important to the data is that qualitative input of hearing from our employers. And so SMS Research did some really wonderful work, sat down and talked to IT leaders like Eddie and his colleagues um, and gathered information about what they're looking, uh, looking for. So marry that with your labor market data. And then suddenly you have some really rich guidance um, to inform your work 
so that we're not wasting energy. We have no time uh, or resources to waste energy. We really need to get some short-term impacts. So how can we get our college students prepared and into um, IT jobs? And then more long-term, how do we work with elementary school students, et cetera? How do you get them all excited yeah. about STEM? So, Eddie, what were some of the first things that you were able to identify and, and say, this is what we need. These are these are the job opportunities. This is the long-term outlook. Yeah, again, we've been doing this for, for decades. And, you know, all along, we realized that you got to start early. You got to be able to start socializing this at, you know, the high school, maybe even elementary. You know, our founders saw that and, 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 and trying to develop the, the value proposition of why would I want to pursue this, this pathway for a career? And then why would, if I go away to the mainland for college, which a lot of our students do, why would I want to come back to Hawaii? Right. So it's, what's the value proposition from a job career standpoint here? And, you know, it's funny because he also used the, the, the tactic of, going to the parent and particularly the mother and say, Hey, would you want your kid to come back? Cause we had a great job or a great company here. You well, it's can like work football for. coaches, right? Exactly. It's, it's the same, same sort same of strategy. Yeah. Um, but you got to start early and you got to be able to demonstrate, you know, what are the possibilities and how, how is this involved in impacting your community? Whether it be, you know, helping out with state agencies that are, you know, um, running animal quarantine or trying to manage pesticides or, or, you know, measuring the growth of our tourism industry. So those type of things, you know, especially these days with this generation, that's that's really meaningful for them. They want to understand what am I doing in my job and this task that's impacting my community. And so you got to be able to bridge that. And it's nothing to do with technology, right? It's just understanding what is the impact that I my job, my involvement is going to have in this community. Then it's, you know, kind of paving the way of, okay, so these are the things, these are the different career pathways or skills that you can go into. It's not just programming, right? There's different, um, different roles that you can play as it relates to building technology solutions, whether it be a project manager, a business analyst, um, a network engineer. I mean, there's all different types of roles within the technology industry. And that also must be changing and evolving rapidly as you know, technology is just evolving so quickly. Oh, absolutely. There must just be opportunity upon opportunity if you can get people excited about the impact that it will make in their yes. lives. Yeah, I mean, technology has been evolving for decades, right? I mean, even probably starting in the early 1900s. Um, but the fundamentals of it is still relatively the same. Right? So if you, and you got to just start somewhere, build those fundamentals. And from there, you just continually accrete the value of what you learn. But it is a learning, a constant learning cycle, especially in technology. Now, because Data House has been aware of this need for such a long time, I mean, you you are already involved in initiatives. You're already um, you're already working towards all of this. Can you tell us a little bit about what Data House is already doing to support this initiative? Sure. I mean, we we've always believed in internships um, from the very beginning. Like I said, you got to start early. Uh, to get the, the the young students involved and and actually applying their what they're learning in school, which is generally more conceptual and theory, to actual you know uh, real life application. And and you know you, you ask any student that goes through an internship program, they always say, "I've learned more in this last two months than I learned in my four years of college." Right? Yeah. Um, and how valuable is that? Um, so we continue to do that. In fact, this this summer. Um, 
you know, we have like 10 interns, which is crazy. Um, just, they just keep coming in and it's hard to say no. And that represents about 10% of our total staff. <laughs> um, but it's great. I mean, I think uh, for us, it's, it's, a, it's a good investment. It's obviously good for the business too, if we can find some good uh, recruits from that pool. Um, but it, you know, again, it starts with the internships. Um, in terms of outside of the community, you know, we're involved with other organizations uh, like True, uh, Transform Hawaii Government, Cyber Hawaii. These are all organizations that you know are looking. They see technology as a wave of the future. Um, they need to invest in in educating, you know, our leaders in terms of you know why it's important to them, why they need to embrace it, why they need to make those investments. Right? It's not just for your own individual company. It's for our community. Right. You just mentioned True, and I think there might be people listening who are not really aware of True. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and that initiative? Sure. True um, <clears throat> was founded largely by the private sector, and the problem that it was trying to solve was tied to uh, the Hawaii Community Foundation's effort uh, related, I think it was CHANGE is the acronym, um, but it's really looking at you know our community where there's there's so many families and individuals that are just barely getting by right it's the alice population and um you know how can we how can we elevate their uh their their standard of living by making you know making more money and and it's you know very well documented that technology jobs pay anywhere upward to 35 percent more than your average job so there you go that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Start there. Now we just have to get them all excited about it by getting into the kindergartens and starting. And and I, I just think that your job at the moment must be so satisfying because you're able to, what everybody wants to do is what Eddie's just said. You know, everybody is aware that we want to create jobs and create homegrown talent and allow people to stay in Hawaii or allow them to come back and know that they're going to have a great lifestyle here. And now you're, you and your team are able to go to business leaders and say, you know, we know this is going to happen. It, it's like the data that, that I use in, in my work. You can go to people and say, we honestly, we know this is going to happen. This is how your business could grow. That surely that's really exciting time for you. You know, it, it is. And, and the thing to remember is that this work is happening. It's just happening in different pockets and different silos. You have companies like Data House who have been doing it for, uh, for, for years. And in fact, Eddie's going to now work with other CEOs to see how their companies can also offer internships. And so this work has been going on. The Department of Labor's got good work. So many organizations are doing good work. And so I think the difference is that we're now facilitating a process where we bring leaders to Together. And we sit around one common table with educators, with workforce development, with economic development, and we figure out where's, where is there synergy, where is, are there gaps, where is there duplication, and how can we come together as a sector and really double down on a few things that are going to really matter. And so that's where these three priorities um, have, have emerged. And so, you know, as I mentioned, it, it's employer-driven. The hard work is being done by people like Eddie and, and other leaders. We're really just sort of that engine behind the scenes. And because at the end of the day, these are busy people, and their priorities are going to be running their businesses. Um, so we're grateful that we can lend that support to make sure that um, the work happens. Yeah, it's. I think it's an exciting time. And here, doing these podcasts, you know, we're able to every week 
um, hopefully bring a little bit more of that information to, you know, people who are listening. But just, I think for all of us who are here and involved in it, it's so exciting to see the initiatives that are happening in Hawaii. And one thing that you said, Keala, I think is, is just so significant and so poignant is that time really is of the essence. Like we don't have a lot of time to waste because you're talking about children who, as we all know, they grow so quickly. Their career path through school is very fast. I mean, the university of four years goes like that. We really do need to get these young people excited about staying home and, and learning here. And it's a good time. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the Chamber of Commerce, you know, our priority is to support our members. And if they can't have a skilled local talent pipeline, then, you know, that's a, a, tr a tremendous gap in their operations. And so um, we're motivated to support Hawaii and we're motivated to support our members. Um, and, you know, an, uh, one thing that I did want to mention is that an opportunity that we have here in Hawaii that a lot of people don't really recognize are jobs related to the Department of Defense. And so within this IT initiative, we hope to shine the light on some of those opportunities in the Department of Defense and then help people actually um, be able to enter those jobs, get the security clearance, et cetera. And so that's just another layer to this effort. Technology is exciting because it cuts across all sectors. So we have healthcare organizations, um, banks, financial institutions, the Department of Defense. We have technology companies like Data House. Um, and so the need is tremendous, as Eddie has said, um, and it's relevant to every business here in Hawaii. And then with people listening, I mean, obviously, you're always looking for more businesses to come on, more leaders like Eddie to come and join you. Should people just reach out to you, Keala? Where should they go? How, how can we put them in the next step? Yeah, you know, um, a good place to start is the Chamber's website, cochawaii.org forward slash sector partnerships. Our contact information is there. There's also an online form if you just want to ping us through the online form and a member of our team will get in touch with you. As I mentioned, we're just getting started. So this is really the ground floor. And we want people who have a vested interest in building Hawaii's IT uh, workforce to get involved. There's a place for, for everybody. And as always, we'll have that information on the uh, podcast. Wherever you're listening to the podcast, there'll be a little bit at the end where you can link. Keala Peters is the Executive Vice President of Education and Workforce Development at the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. And Eddie Ontai is the President of Data House Consulting, Inc. Thank you both so much for joining us today. That was really a pleasure. Pleasure. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us as well. We appreciate you listening. And all of the episodes of our podcasts are available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Chamber's website, cochawaii.org. If you enjoyed today's interviews, please subscribe on your podcast app. And if you can, take a couple of minutes and leave us a review. The reason why is that your review will encourage others to listen and help the business community to continue to thrive locally, nationally, and even globally. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, presented by Altris. Join us next time for more stories of Hawaii business.